Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Hope Life Podcast, a podcast that allows you to hear the hearts of Hope Church pastors and leaders through real conversations about life, ministry, vision, and goals, or some of the exciting ways that God is working through their specific ministry or congregation. This is a great resource for our church family, and we're so glad that you're taking the time to listen to today's episode. Hopefully, we will all leave today's conversation more inspired to passionately follow Jesus and make Him visible as together we live the hope life. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Hope Life Podcast. On this incredibly rainy day, uh, we're bringing some hope to you because after all, we all need that, especially during a time like this as we've been now for week after week after week living through the coronavirus, COVID-19, something that we never saw coming, and something even to this day we don't really understand. There's so much mixed information. I think there's a lot of confusion out there. And that's why today with Pastor Jesse Young, we're going to have a conversation about making sure that our trust and our faith is in God and then moving forward in that faith. You know, the Hope Life podcast is a ministry of Hope Church, Make sure and tell the other people who are a part of your Hope Church location about this podcast. Uh, On the last episode, Denise and I had a conversation about marriage. We got a lot of great feedback from that. So glad you're listening. And we just want this to be a great ministry extension of Hope Church, a way to keep you informed and in touch with the hearts of leaders and uh, what we're feeling, what we're thinking, what God's not only doing in our lives personally, but in the ministry as a whole. So Pastor Jesse, how's it going today? It is going great. It is great. Like you said, very rainy, but so thankful for the rain. Yeah. How's, uh, how are things going in Halifax? Pretty well? A, very exciting. It, it really is. We were able to get back together this past Sunday and we had a smaller group, but it was just great after all those weeks being able to be together, see each other, worship together. You know, God created us to be together. So it was, it's just been great ever since. Yeah. I made a video as a matter of fact, uh, yesterday kind of calling out the pastors who seem almost anti the gathering. You know, it's one thing if we can't gather because of this pandemic, it's another thing to speak almost a pro non church gathering language. And I think some men are starting to do that. And uh, I actually pointed out that the heart of a shepherd is to be with the sheep. And um, if you have no desire to be with sheep, then you're not qualified to be a shepherd. And then, you know, I talked about Luke chapter two. The Bible says that the angel made the announcement of Christ's birth to shepherds who were in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. The shepherds were where the sheep were. They were in the field. And then sheep, they were flocked together. So I've never heard anybody bring that out before. But in that passage, we see the heart of a shepherd, that's to be with the sheep. And then we see the heart and the nature of sheep, and that's to be with other sheep. Have you ever heard that brought out before? Uh, no, not from that passage. That was That's a pretty neat way to look at that passage and relate it to what God has called us to do and the fact that over and over in Scripture, he does refer to us as sheep. Yeah, I think I heard recently, I think it's over 200 times in the Bible we're compared to sheep, so there must be something to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) I think if God says it 200 times, 
maybe, maybe you, you should get the message. Probably should stop and pay attention to that if it's that many times. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little hard-headed. By the way, you can Google that if you if you want to real quickly. <laughs> that way, if I'm wrong, you can uh, you can set me straight in real time as people <laughs> are listening. Uh, there's nothing like being called out in a public forum. Uh, but I know this past Sunday was your first Sunday back gathering. Uh, it was our first Sunday back uh, gathering as a church, and I know there are others across the state that uh, took advantage of the governor's recent announcement saying that churches could operate at 50% capacity. Uh, just walk us through how things went for you this past Sunday. Okay. Yes, we took extra precautions. Um, so we we got a uh, commercial sanitizer uh, with a sprayer, and we, we de- uh, disinfected the whole building, top to bottom, just everything we sprayed. Uh, we went through all of the classrooms, all the different rooms, wiped everything down. So we really, really cleaned the building. We set up hand washing stations and and then we propped doors open so no one had to touch uh, any of the door handles or, or as little as possible. And then we we took our chairs in our sanctuary and since we knew we were going to be low, we took several of our chairs out and then we we spread the chairs out as far as we possibly could we asked families to sit together so that then as families were sitting together then other families could spread apart and so we we were about half of what we normally are which was what we thought we would have and then we uh, we just spread out but i tell you what it was an exciting time and when we opened up mm. and and I said, hello, Hope Church. There was just a cheer and clapping, and everyone was so excited to be back together. Man, that is incredible. Um, we opened back up this past Sunday, uh, our first Sunday that you know wasn't just exclusively online. Hey, by the way, when you guys were disinfecting the building, were you nervous that if you got some on Hunter, he might disappear? <laughs> 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 well, we purposely sprayed him just to see what would happen. <laughs> we always have to pick it, Hunter. Um, by the way, the video you guys made where you pulled him back into the baptistry with a rope, <laughs> man, that was so funny. I laughed like crazy, and Hunter was a good sport to play along. Oh, he was, and a lot of that was his idea that we were just working, and, and during the time where we were doing so many videos, we wanted to occasionally, like for every five serious video, we just wanted to put out something short and, and funny just to to make people laugh during this time. So it was definitely a lot of fun putting those videos together. Well, Hunter's creative, really creative, and that one that one worked. It definitely made me laugh. I, I confess, I watched it over and over and over again, and uh, I laughed every single time. And then you knew it was funny when when you get this reaction of showing it to other people and you're laughing as they laugh again, right? Exactly. <laughs> that lets you know it was a great video and it was, but, but anyway, this past Sunday we opened back up and we took tons of precautions. We did so much planning. As a matter of fact, um, you know, we had tape on the floors as people would come in to, to make sure they were correctly social distanced. We, we had people at every single entrance and exit so that no one touched a single door, hand sanitizing stations, 
masks available. According to the governor, we could seat 250 people in our auditorium, but yet we decided to only seat 150 and then, if needed, use the Family Life Center as overflow. We didn't pass the offering bags. I mean, just, you know, you everything you can think of, I think we thought of it. We went above and beyond, you know, definitely what, what Walmart or Lowe's or Home Depot or Foodline would do because, oh, you know, they can't control who touches cans and items and vegetables. And, and then, you know, you come along and pick those same items up. We really made sure and, and cared for everyone. I think you guys, attendance-wise, percentage-wise, was you were certainly far above what we were. I think we probably had maybe about 15 to 18% of what we would normally have on a Sunday. So it was, it was really, really low attendance-wise, and yet the same energy that you just described was the same energy we felt. Yeah, it was almost uh it's almost like you could feel the excitement in the in the air. It was just everyone so glad to be back together. Yeah, we 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 sensed that too and and I preached, you know, just on the fact that Jesus is Lord. Um circumstances they don't limit his lordship and after all said and done, he'll still be Lord. That's who he is. Exactly. And just tried to encourage everyone. And I think you continued with your series, right? Yes. Yes, we're doing the series, Jesus is Greater Than. And when all this happened, I was thinking about, should I put it on pause and do something else during this time? But the Jesus is Greater Than series, as we're going through the book of Hebrews, is just perfect for what we are facing. And so we've just stuck with it. And so we are... Um, we were on chapter six this past week looking about spiritual maturity. Man, that's fantastic. Well, the purpose of, of our conversation today is to talk to those people who are still nervous or they have you know serious trepidation about, about gathering with the church again. Um, I think you're like me. You understand people who are nervous and, you know, a few moments ago, using that analogy of, of sheep in comparison, in comparing them to the church, you know, there's some sheep that are just by nature more timid or more nervous than others. And, you know, David spoke of, you know, caring for the weak ones. And then we're told in the New Testament that we're to care for the, those who are weaker. And, and by the way, in this moment, for anyone who's listening to this, I'm not referring to you personally as weaker. Uh, there are people who are nervous, and the point is uh, that the church is to care for everyone, regardless of their confidence level right now or their fear level. Jesse, can you speak to that? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, there's just different people with different personalities and different things that they faced, and so uh, some some people tend to be more nervous than other people. And so nervousness uh, is is fine. I think what we're talking about or, or going to be talking about is being paralyzed by fear. And that's a totally different subject. Yeah, absolutely. And And I think, you know, what people need to hear is this, that you're being cared for. You know, we're not, we're not, 
you know, pushing people together in a crowded room. We're not, you know, allowing people to come into a place that's not sanitary. We're not asking people to, to do anything to jeopardize their safety. But there's to be a draw in the heart of believers to be with other believers. And, you know, what I would say to the people who are nervous about coming to a large church gathering, you know, at least go to your your small group gathering. At least, you know, make sure that you're having conversations regularly with other people to increase your confidence because, you know, we can't, we can't push the pause button forever. And I think, you know, I, what I want to do is strongly encourage people to gather and at the same time respect those who are deeply concerned about gathering. How do you think we, how do you think we adequately or correctly balance that? Um, I think it's through wisdom. Um, it's, we're not talking about taking unnecessary risks. We're not talking about, you know, doing things that are foolish, but it comes down to wisdom. You know, if there's health issues, if there's, there's people that you come in contact with that, you know, you're going to be come in contact with, you just need to, you know, just use extra precautions and not just be foolish about it. But then there's the, then there's the, the faith and the trust and the obedience that comes when you, when you do look at what, who's in charge and you know that God's in control. And, and so there's Mm -hmm. that faith and trust. And then you have the, the other issue of, of living, living in fear and not following through, but you balance all that out with wisdom. Yeah. I like that. And I think that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be wise. Um, I don't think anybody would be in favor right now of the verse, greet one another with a holy kiss. And <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> and uh, we're definitely not doing that. You guys didn't have a kissing line Sunday, did you? No, no, we did not. I was joking with a few that we were going to uh, start implementing that verse, but uh, that was just a total joke. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> well, you know, I, I tell you what I've been thinking about a lot. Gideon you know, was hiding in a cave and God had a plan and a purpose for his life that couldn't be fulfilled in the cave. And it's interesting to me that, you know, even while he was hiding, he was, he was called a mighty man of valor. He was still in hiding. And yet it, it, this is who you are. There's courage inside of you. There's potential, there's possibility inside of you. You know, if we're not careful, especially people who struggle with depression or uh, who already have social anxiety, people who would tend to, to hide in or be drawn to that cave type life, I think if we're not careful, we can deal with this in a way that it only it only highlights that, it strengthens that. And so I think right now people need to be careful that that they don't become cave dwellers because there's a greater purpose that God has for us outside of a cave. And when when he was called outside of the cave, the enemy was still there. The enemy was still strong. And, and yet Gideon 
was called out of the cave by God, and there had to be faith in his life to believe that God was going to equip him and strengthen him to accomplish his, that's God's purpose for his, that's Gideon's life. You know, do you think that resonates at all? Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I made this statement just a little bit ago about, you know, living on mission and God giving us a mission and he wants us to obey him. And, but, but we're, and, and this is a saying I say all the time, uh, my, my girls actually make fun of me cause I say it so much, but you know, we're not going to obey God if we don't trust God and we're not going to trust God if we don't know God and we're not going to know God if we don't spend time with them. So the obedience and the living on mission, regardless of what's going on, all boils back to our trust and, and how much time we spend with him so that we do trust him. So what are you doing right now? to increase your faith. What gives you the confidence to go into a gathering of the body of Christ? What, what's strengthening you? Well, there's actually five things, um, that God's word talks about, instructs us to, gives us the answers to those And a lot of it sounds really simple and it sounds like Sunday school type answers, but it's so true. You know, first of all is prayer is, you know, he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So we talk a lot about prayer. We read a lot about prayer. We do devos about prayer, but I really don't know if a whole lot of people spend a lot of time in real prayer, I'm, like not generic prayers, just real quick prayers, but a real fervent prayer. He says that if we do that, the peace of God will rule our heart. And then he says that that in, in Romans 10, that Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more we're in God's word, he increases our faith. And then he says that God inhabits the praise of his people. So intentional praise, intentionally taking time, setting aside where I'm doing nothing but praising and worshiping, worshiping him. Uh, Then the fourth thing is serve. When we're serving other people, it takes the focus off of self. Uh, when we're focused about us and all concerned about us, then then we be, become so selfish. But when we're focusing on others and serving others, it, it takes that focus off of us and puts it on other people for his namesake. And then the last thing is focus on eternity. We get so caught up in the here and now. And David said, you know, Lord, teach me to number my days that I may apply, apply my heart to wisdom and so we got to focus on eternity. This, this life is, is short. We're only here for a little bit of time. But when we focus on eternity, it puts things here into a better perspective. And then all that anxiety and worry and, and fear just, just seems to melt away. And because of the Holy Spirit, just a, a boldness and a confidence in him. Well, I've got to be honest, that really, that really just helped me. Those are five things that um, that I need to focus on more in my life. Uh, you know, I think as we as we focus on God, 
we we trust God, we we walk with God, we have to realize that he's ultimately in control. Right. Again, what we're not promoting is foolishness. But at the same time, you know, I just want to call people to the fact that um, you can't isolate yourself forever. And and I also want to speak to this, Jesse. You know, I think one of the things that's that really needs to be stressed is this. I want people who are still watching online at home, especially those who are at risk. I want them to understand this is not a legalistic guilt trip. No. You know, I'm perfectly fine with people who need to be watching at home, watching at home. As a matter of fact, I'm honored for every single person that watches the live stream, and I know you feel the same way. And so I know there's going to be people watching the live stream, you know, for some time. But I want to encourage those who are to actually watch it. You know, what really concerns me is that across the board, everyone is reporting seeing live stream viewership plummeting, which means now people are getting accustomed to not encountering the preached word of God at all. They're not gathering with the church, and now they're not even watching online. If we're not careful, this could be a real season where a lot of people are drawn into, and I don't use this word hardly ever, but so people understand, a real backslidden condition. Do you yeah. agree with that? Oh, 100%. Um, it it doesn't take long to get into a new routine and to, to get other habits and then just get used to not gathering and and putting it off until a more convenient time. It's like, well, I it's recorded so we can do this anytime we want. And so it's it's not an intentional thing. And it gets so easy to say, oh man, it's been days and I, I haven't watched it. And oh, it's been a week. And then, oh, I, I didn't watch, I haven't watched it in a couple weeks. And it's just, it's a, it's really easy to start down that, that uh, slope. Yeah. And I think people need to take that seriously. And, and, and for those of you who are in that condition and you might hear this, this podcast, make sure that if you're one of those people who say, you know, right now I'm concerned about coming to the church gathering and, or right now I don't have the option. I'm in poor health and, you know, or, or the people who would say we have children and we're concerned for their safety. And so we're watching from home make sure that you actually view that time and and make sure not with tons of distractions and and say, you know, I'll watch a minute of it here and a minute, minute of it later, and then maybe I'll catch five or ten minutes later in the week. And and by the time you, you separate it all up, your mind has already forgotten what what was previously mentioned so that your heart really can't absorb the truth of the message. And I just want to encourage everybody, if you're if you're watching at home, at least make sure you're watching. And then the second thing I would say, make sure your heart desires to be back with God's people. If it's not an option for you right now, then then we understand. That's why we're providing online. 
If we believed it was a sin, we wouldn't be providing it. But make sure your heart is inclined to meet with God's people and that you are in the process of preparing your heart for that opportunity. And then I would say this, there need to be times when you just put yourself out there and encourage and faith over fear. Because, you know, the Bible talks about a spirit of fear. If you allow it to, fear will control your life. Uh, Jesse, I'll just share this real quickly. Several years ago, my dad was trying to minister to a lady who was so fearful of dying that she wasn't coming out of her house. Even her activities inside of her house were greatly limited. Her entire life was miserable because she feared death. And what my dad was trying to help her see was this. You're fearful of dying, but you're not even living. Exactly. And I just want to encourage people to have their heart inclined toward gathering. I know you would agree with that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, in our society, we have, we have isolated and put away death. You know, we don't. It used to be where, where people were around death a lot. When somebody was dying, their family was around uh, in the home. And, and so we were around it more. And now it's something that's not really part of our daily lives. It's something that somebody goes somewhere else. And, and it's just, we're, we're, we don't think about it. We don't like to think about it. And then when we do, we're fearful. So we really don't think about it. And then we're not, like you said, we're not ready to live. And until, until we actually, it sounds morbid, but until we think about it, until we are ready for it, and we know what God has in store for us, we're not really ready to live. And God has something so much more for us than to live a, a life of, of fear and being timid. He wants us to live uh, boldly for him. Amen to that. And you know, one thing I want to say in closing, um, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who pastors a really large church in Alabama, and they were they were meeting this past Sunday. And he had caught wind of the fact that some people in the community were saying, well, the only reason he wants to have that church service is for money. He needs the people to give. So Sunday morning when they met, he got up first thing, and he said, I want to go, go ahead and get this out of the way. For the people who are trying to start this rumor that we're meeting for money, he said to the church, you've been so faithful. We've been doing just fine. We're, we're not meeting for the money. You've been giving. We're healthy on that front. We're meeting because we should long to be together. Right. Our hearts should long for the gathering. And I know Jesse that you would you would join me in this. And if you if you want to say something to the to the church in Halifax, I've been blown away by the faithfulness of people here in Danville. There are people who have really stepped up, and you know I don't keep up with who gives what. You know I at the very beginning of Hope Church almost thirty years ago when it was planted, I made this commitment that I would never look at the books because I don't want to know who gives what that would influence the way I pastor. I'm sure it would because, you know, I'm flesh after all, but I've been told that 
people are really stepping up. People who have never given have started giving. And isn't it amazing that during this pandemic, when so many churches are failing and faltering and struggling, man, how much do you appreciate the fact that the people who make up our churches have been faithful? Absolutely. I'm blown away. Um, the, the faithfulness in giving has been really encouraging, you know, because that is a heart matter. And so the fact of us getting back together has nothing to do with money. It's all about following the command and living into what he has created us to, to be like, where we are together, where we are worshiping corporately, we're encouraging one another and as Hebrew says, stirring up one another to love and the good works. And so it, it's, it's about our heart. It's not about money. Yeah, I love that. Well, you know, I think it's going to be odd for a little while. Do you agree with that? Yes, it's definitely going to be different. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want this to weaken our, I don't want this to weaken the family of Hope Church. You know, I, I'd said to you right before all this started, we were in the greatest season we had ever been in. You know, leading and pastoring here for 29 years, and we were in the best season we'd ever been in. I, I don't want that to be a past memory. You know, I want to see our church families come together stronger than ever before. Um, and I know you feel the same way. Yeah, I was really trying to encourage the church uh, through all of this is we can focus on the negative, but let's really look at it as an opportunity, an opportunity to grow uh, personally, that personally we're growing spiritually, that we're digging into God's word, we're learning to, to pray better, we're, we're growing in our, our prayer life, and then that we have a renewed passion and a hunger for him, and that we're we're grateful for what we have instead of just taking it for granted that we come back grateful for what God has blessed us with and that we come back stronger and better than we were before. Amen. Well, I hope everybody through this, you know, little conversation you and I've had today will pray about their confidence. Uh, for those who are watching at home, I pray that they would make sure that their heart is inclined to gathering with the church as soon as possible. I know we're going to continue to provide online content. By the way, I hope our online audience grows, but I hope that's always a bridge to get people from watching online into church community in some way. Um, I know you feel the same way. Absolutely. So why don't you just close this this conversation by praying for for the people who are gathering, that they would be safe and healthy, and praying also for the people right now who are watching at home, and then for those who right now are just poisoned by fear. Why, why don't you pray for us? Okay. Father, we do come to you now in prayer. Lord, we need wisdom and strength. Lord, this is, this is a very uncertain time. So many questions, so many different opinions, so many different things that are being thrown around. And, and Lord, sometimes it's hard to know what to think and what to do. But Lord, during this time, I pray that you would help us to focus on you, focus on your word, your promises, the fact that you are in control, that our lives are in your hands. 
Lord, I pray that you would give us wisdom to know how to handle the situations and, and what would be best. And then, Lord, I pray for those that are paralyzed by fear. Lord, I pray that you would help them to turn that over to you, that they would seek you in prayer and ask that you would give them a, a boldness and a courage and a confidence in you. Lord, we know that nothing surprises you. Uh, you're not trying to figure all this out and what, what should you do and what's the best thing to do. Lord, you have a plan and a purpose in all of this, and you still have given us a job to do. Lord, I pray that you would be with the churches. Lord, strengthen us. Lord, this is your church. You said that you would build your church. Lord, I pray that you would help us to realize that, yes, we are the church, but we're not the church alone. You have called us to be together. So, Lord, we pray for wisdom. We pray for strength. And that through this, you would help us to reach out to a fearful, chaotic world with the gospel of peace. So, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I appreciate you being a part of this Hope Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, on behalf of Jesse and I, we love you. We thank God for you. Our prayers are with you. We look forward to the day when we can gather together with confidence again. Uh, Jesus is our hope. We're going to keep trusting him. We know that he's in control. And we know that as long as he's on the throne, which is forever, everything's going to be okay. So thank you for being a part of this episode. And let's make sure that together we keep living the hope life. God bless.